This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live here on the RPR Network. We're so glad to be with you. I'm one of your hosts this morning, Brandon Clark, joined by... The Lesser... John Clark. The Lesser. John the Lesser. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's just say this. We just finished up a really good interview with Dr. Peter Kwanewski about his book, Treasuring the Goods of Marriage in a Throwaway Society. And I just love, I mean, we we talked about so many different things. Mm -hmm. I just love, uh, though, about how... He got real. He got real about what marriage is, the Mm -hmm. goods of marriage, the struggles in marriage, the sacrifices in marriage, and yet how it's all beautiful. And he uses the quote by St. John Paul II, marriage and family is a school of love. Indeed. The thing I like about it is the book is broken into parts and chapters within those parts. So I could see this book that you could maybe read first page to the last page, or you could just go in and grab a nugget here and there based on the t- title of the chapter, to maybe re- remind yourself of things, you know? Yeah, well, my wife and I are involved in Teams of Our Lady in the Diocese of Fargo, and I would think that it'd be great study material oh, yeah. for married couples mm-hmm. to go through in the year and uh, just learn and grasp the deeper treasure of marriage. Because it's so easy to take it for granted, I think. Mm-hmm. Indeed. All right, we are going to transition here to our final interview of the morning, but we did save a very good one for you, don't you worry. We've got Dr. Jay Richards, who will be joining us in just a little bit, and uh, we will we will be sure to, uh, to bring you that interview when he gets on. So, you know, just thinking about the, the idea of the goods of marriage, John, I just love how he laid them out, fidelity, offspring yeah. and sacrament. It was just key components that are missing in our culture today. You know, fidelity, you can look all around and see the lack of fidelity. Offspring, how many people want to have... I, I literally saw a Subaru commercial that had dogs in the back seat and said, dog tested, dog approved. <laughs> as far as why this Subaru was a very good vehicle to buy. You know, it used to be kid-tested, kid-approved. Like, our society has just yeah. kind of lost track of the importance of children. You know, Dr. Peter will tell you, because I heard him tell us, that, <laughs> well, that's that good to know. <laughs> large families are, you look at them now, um, and some of, the, some of the older adults that, uh, you know, they're two, 2.5 kids, and they see large families, and they kind of look sideways at it, but... What Dr. What Dr. Peter says is that's really going to be one of the battles against this throwaway society is, yeah. is children. We've got to have larger families. It's really going to be important. Well, absolutely, because, you know, the two-child thing has been pretty prevalent for a while, oh, yeah. actually. You know, have your two children and then get your boat and your really nice cars and your really nice house and, and everything like that. Not that those things are wrong, yeah. but... You know, where is the value of a family, of wanting to have lots of children, of raising up the next generation to carry on the faith? Because if we're not raising up the next generation 
and being open to however many children the Lord wants to send us. Maybe it is only two. I'm not. I'm not trying to rag on on you if you're if you only have two children. I only have two children. I may only have two children. I don't know. My wife and I went through six years of infertility. That's not the point I'm trying to make. The point I'm trying to make is our openness to children as a culture is very poor. We want to put other things way ahead of family life. He talks in the, in the book as well about infertile couples and the fact that just due to the openness and that overall um, mindset, heart set, you know, and just to being open to it. And it doesn't mean that if, you're not, if you can't have families, my, my wife and I um, suffered through that. Yeah. Um, but the openness allows other doors to open, whether it be adoption or whether it be foster parenting, things like that. So having that in your heart really can, can do a lot within, to help others as well as society. Well, I think it's just taking what we've been given, because we've been given so much. The Lord has given us so many gifts in our lives, and it doesn't matter who you are, I bet you can stop and think about some good things that you've been given by the Lord. Just being able to offer that back and say, Lord, do with me as you will. You've blessed me so much. I don't know how you could lead me wrong. Mm-hmm. especially in this area of marriage and family life. You know, some people in the culture probably look at it and say, wow, this is really restrictive. And, you know, this is just the church trying to get in my bedroom and tell me what to do. Like, not the case. There's a beautiful gift to be unwrapped, a beautiful mystery to be discovered. And if you don't have that foundation going in, you're going to miss out on it. Yeah, and you know, being grateful, but but this this title is is so rich. Treasuring the goods of marriage in a throwaway society. You could take every one of those words and really focus on that to be you know the goods of marriage. What are the goods of marriage? And when you recognize them, treasure them, understand them. And he said something in the the interview that I thought was really very important for everyone to understand in in a marriage, and that is you're going to fail at something. Yeah, nothing's going to go right. Or everything's not going to go right all the time. Um, so you just have to understand that there's going to be a fall down and how you approach that can make you stronger or can make you weaker. And so if it makes you weaker, um, that's a good marriage, uh, you know, one of the goods of marriage that you may not be able to uh, really recognize or really treasure. Well, right? and I think about our children, right? So in the interview, I had talked about the eyes that are watching us of our children mm-hmm. and they're picking up everything. So just as much as they're picking up the good things, the kisses in the morning, the prayers together as a family, they're going to see our weak moments. You know, that's the joy of family life. They get to see when we're at our best and they get to see when we're at our worst sometimes. And yet how we handle that, how we reconcile that, Mm -hmm. how we forgive one another and love one another through our weaknesses. And being consistent about it. And being consistent is just as important as seeing those those powerful moments of praying together, of loving each other, because one has to make a choice mm-hmm. to love in the difficult moments, and I think that's really the sacrifice that Dr. Peter was talking about. Exactly, you know, and you you, know, you pick up on the fact that the kids actually see that, and I think back to the first segment with Teresa Tamio and how some yeah. of the things came to light in her adult life. After the fact, I have a, just a real quick story. My, I have a, a six-year-old grandson, and I'll, I'll bless him on the forehead and I'll give him a kiss, and um, I do that in mass, and I do that before he goes to bed. And one night before he went to bed, we got to the same prayers, 
And I walked. And so I was about to walk. He goes, Grandpa, <laughs> what? You didn't bless me. And he's wiping off my kiss and he's turning his face away when I bless him. But when you don't, yeah. right, he notices that. And that's, that's a, I thought that was really a, a real good indication of that. You know, if I lose my temper, it's okay for him to lose a temper. If I handle some certain circumstance or some situation in a negative way or because I'm frustrated or I'm preoccupied with something else, they pick up on that and they notice it. Well, an affection. You know, I, I had a sister-in-law and a, her husband, they would, you know, kiss all the time and, and in front of the children and the children would be like, ew, gross, you know, <laughs> the typical kid thing. But one time they they didn't kiss. They, were, they stopped kissing for, for a period of time for whatever reason. And one of their children came up to us and said, mom, are you and dad getting a divorce? Oh my. <laughs> because that affection wasn't there. And yeah. so it just cemented in them how powerful it is to show infection in, in front of the children. Even if they say, ew, gross, it's like you were saying, <clears throat> it really means something to them because it provides a stability. You know, children are just, they're trying to figure out the world. I, I see this in my own daughter, two years old, running around, chewing on everything. I think she's a, thinks she's a puppy sometimes. <laughs> um, but she's, she's trying to figure it out, you know? And if she doesn't have that stability mm-hmm. that she can lean on, and, you know, it's kind of like bumpers when you're bowling, bouncing off the bumpers so you don't end up in the gutter. If she doesn't have those bumpers she can bounce off of, it's going to be a really hard life trying to figure it out. And we can just see the ways of the world when, when kids grow up without parents, with, when kids grow up without a stable home. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's a long road. And, you know, just as a side, I asked you not to let everybody know that I use bumpers when I bowl. Oh, so, sorry. So. Well... Now that uh, we another got analogy, please. Out of the way. <laughs> no, it's just it's just so beautiful. Uh, I, for instance, this morning, um, I was driving on my way to host on the radio, and Bella, our oldest, wasn't up yet. And I get a call, and it's from Tonya, and I answer the phone, and it's Bella saying, "Hi, Daddy." <laughs> well, apparently, she had come home. She had come down the stairs after waking up and said, "Where's Dad?" Yeah. And then I wasn't there, and she's like, Dad, go to town. It was kind of bummed. And so Tonya called on the phone, and I got to say good morning to her. But, you know, it just really imprinted on me the importance of that intentional parenting, intentionally being present to my wife and to my children. Because if I wasn't being intentional and Mm -hmm. present, I guarantee she wouldn't have come down asking where Daddy was. Right, come down and turn the TV on or... You know, go to her book or, you know, just go to the fridge or something, <clears throat> you know, something that's that's not. So it's it's nice to hear that. It's like I wake up in the morning, I go downstairs, I say hi to daddy. You know, yeah, it's kind of pretty. That's neat. Yeah, it's just really special. So uh, just I really want to encourage you, if you've been listening to our conversation this morning, check out this book. It's Treasuring the Goods of Marriage in a Throwaway Society. It's by Dr. Peter Krasnevsky. And we had a great conversation. If you missed any of the conversation with him earlier, please check out the yeah. podcast, which will be available later. He also has a Substack um, um, thing. It's a landing page on Substack. And so there's some okay. really good nuggets there, too, that, uh, that he provides. Awesome. And for the book, you can visit sophiainstitute.com and uh, be sure to check that out. We also talked about another great book, which I think ties, ties into yeah, what we've thing. been yeah. talking about. We had Teresa Tamio on for the first segment talking about her new book, Everything's Coming Up Rosy, 
10 things my feisty Italian-American mom taught me about living a godly life. What she didn't write in here in the subtitle is, and how to speak New Jersey. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I think? I think it would be a good exercise. What, could you come up with 10 nuggets that your mom or your dad gave you that you could write down that you go, you know what? So right. He's <laughs> so right, you know? Yeah. It'd be kind of fun of an exercise to actually just sit down and kind of think about, you know, what... What are, what, are my, what are my parents' nuggets? What did they give me as I was growing up that I can revisit and, or I'm passing down to my children or my grandchildren? Yeah, no, that's a, that's a great thought. I want to encourage our listeners to actually think about that over the break. And for the Teresa Tamio book, you can visit teresatamio.com slash Rosie book. All right, we got to head to a quick break, but stay with us. We'll be back to wrap up today's show. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Your future, the future of your family, and the causes important to you are too precious to be left to chance. While no one can control the future completely, a little bit of certainty and predictability is good and healthy. Fortunately, Real Presence Radio has some practical methods to share with you to assist in establishing your will and estate plan. Please please visit our plan-giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me, Mike Kidrowski, at 701-290-4503. It's a matter of just getting started. Are all sins forgivable, even suicide? I'm Father Chris Alar. Jesus said that there's only one unforgivable sin, the sin against the Holy Spirit. Basically, that means dying without repenting. But how can someone who dies suddenly, such as by suicide, have a chance to repent of any sins? Jesus tells St. Faustina that he comes to the soul at death and gives them three opportunities to repent. Regarding suicide, Catechism 2283 says, by ways known to him alone, God offers them the opportunity for repentance. In essence, the only unforgivable sin is not accepting the mercy of God. So to learn how to help your loved ones do just that, please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. Let us run to Mary and as her little children cast ourselves into her arms with a perfect confidence. St. Francis de Sales. Join together with families across the local area for the Rosary, nightly here on Real Presence Radio. On Wednesday through Monday nights, tune in at 8 p.m. Central and on Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. Central. Gather the whole family together and pray this powerful prayer with us. Join us for the Rosary Wednesday through Monday at 8 p.m. and Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Central here on the RPR Network. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Hey, everyone. Thanks for staying with us on Real Presence Live. We are coming to an end here. We have a little bit of time left. We're so grateful, though, for you staying with us. I'm one of your hosts, Brandon Clark, joined by... John Clark. John Clark. We were going to have Dr. Jay Richards on to talk about the book God's Grandeur, but unfortunately, he wasn't able to be with us. I have been told by the producer that they will work to get him lined up again. Uh, And this book was talking about the Catholic case for intelligent design. So stay tuned uh, at another point on Real Presence Live for Dr. Jay Richards.
You know, doing show prep, it's it's uh, the the book is really a culmination of a number of prolific Catholic writers and doctors and. And uh, they really take an element of intelligent design and kind of delve into it in yeah. their own in their own way. So, um, be looking for for uh, Dr. J. Richards to come back or come on the the show. It's, it's a very fascinating, um, very fascinating book and a, a real good a real good read. Yeah. So we have about oh I don't know ten minutes left here, John, to uh, just kind of talk through things. Uh, normally, we only get about you know, a minute at the end of the show to talk about our biggest takeaways and usually take 58 seconds of that. <laughs> so <laughs> so as we look back, you know, we've covered a lot of ground on this show from Teresa Tamio and the impacts her mother's had on her to South Dakota Right to Life, the amazing things that are happening. We talked to Dr. PD, P- Dr. Peter Kwasniewski about the goods of marriage. I think there's a theme in here somewhere. That uh, ties it all together. What would you say has been most impactful for you throughout the past couple hours? Well, I will tell you that um, the, the the right to life movement in South Dakota is absolutely phenomenal. I, I thought that that segment was so inspiring. It was so positive for all the battles we get. You know, when, when we hear in the media how how legislatures will will pass these things, but the courts are stomping on them. Or they go through and in and, and uh, uh, they, uh, what's the gentleman's name again? Dean, uh, Doctor Peter? No, no, no. Oh, Dale, Dale Barcher. Dale, yeah, yes. Me, I'm sorry. Uh, he was talking about how they're they're going to be introducing a uh, constitutional amendment to yeah. actually guarantee it. I don't see that happening, but they're not taking it lightly, and so they're being very, very proactive on don't sign these petitions. It's deceptively written, and I'm so my takeaway. Um, if I had to narrow it down, it's probably just just the encouragement and the energy that he provided us. Yeah, and really, it, and it, it kind of made me think. You know, what can we do in our state? We're in Fargo, North Dakota, yep. pro life state. Yeah, um, and what can we do in Minnesota? And what we can do in, in other states in the listening area uh, to really um, be proactive and generate. This this didn't happen overnight. You know, he's worked hard at it for many many years. Um, but it's, they're doing some really good things, really good things. I, I don't want to get too political or spend a lot of time on this, but one of the things that I think about as you're talking is the other side. The other side is very willing to speak its opinion, and, and, and they're unreasonable, and they're aggressive, and they will even cheat if they can. That, that's evil. Evil doesn't play by the rules, right? So think about our call to really stay informed and be involved in this. Obviously, we, we play by the rules. We do things the way of God. But we really need to make sure that we're not dropping the ball and in being informed right. and taking action. Because if we don't, we could get run over. I mean, yeah. we don't want to take for granted that South Dakota is so pro-life. Right, right. As St. As Peter wrote, you know, always be prepared to give a reason for your hope. You can really take a form of that and say, you know, be prepared to defend life and don't get dragged down into the fight. Don't get, don't, when I mean down, don't, don't disengage from the fight. Just don't be dragged down into it because it can be pretty pretty dirty. You just need to be ready to give a real solid reason for being pro-life and why. And yeah. stay to that. I'm glad you paid attention at Mass this past Sunday. Good to hear. 
<laughs> uh, so I was looking for a theme, right? Um, we have a, just a few minutes left, but but here's the theme that I think was developing okay. in our conversations. Teresa Tamio, she always felt called to be a writer to, or to be a, a journalist. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. She just she just knew in her heart that this is what her, she was called to do. Dale Barsher, I mean, he was a pastor for 30 years. He got involved in politics. Like he was called to be here at South Dakota Right to Life. And Dr. Peter, he talked about how he just always loved writing. I think there's an important message here about being open to the Lord and letting the Holy Spirit lead our hearts wherever He calls us, because there are three individual people doing very different things, and yet we're all one in the body of Christ. We're all seeking to share the truths of the Catholic Church in our very own way. And I just want people to reflect on that. Brandon, forgive me, but you know, you had the Holy Spirit do that in your life because you were in the media. Yeah. And one day you just said, you know, this isn't really going in the direction that I thought it would. And so the Holy Spirit was bringing you to another part of your life. A, because you were reporting on things that you really didn't think needed to be reported. Talk about that a little bit, if you would. I mean, how did that... Yeah, well, you know, when you're sticking a camera in front of somebody's face on the worst day of their life, because maybe they've just lost somebody in a fatal accident, and you're asking, how are you doing? How are you handling this? You you just don't feel very good. (laughs) You don't feel like what you're doing is a very fulfilling mission. And I would leave at the end of the day going, is there something better I can do with Mm -hmm. my life than, than walk up to people on their worst days and say, Tell me about this. And if you can cry, that'd be really good so that it can lead the news. You know, so as I got to reflecting, I was like, this is not, this is not fulfillment. This is not what I went to school for. I don't know what I went to school for, for journalism, if this is what I'm going to be doing the rest of my life. And, you know, lo and behold, Real Presence Radio came along and I got to work in media for seven years, Catholic media. And that was a great gift. But then the Lord moved me on, and now I'm working with Covenant Eyes in an area that is very personal to me in battling against pornography. But I would say if I wasn't open to the Holy Spirit, and I wasn't talking to Him, and, and just trying to you know, just receive what it is He wanted to give me, uh, I, I don't know where I would be right now, honestly. Right. I, the Holy Spirit was tapping on your shoulder for quite some time, and you finally listened. You opened up to it. and. And, you know, the, the fruit of your openness has really put you in a position in life where you're helping many, many, many people. And you're doing media. Yeah. So you're using what you went to school for. Yep, exactly. The Lord brought it full circle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's amazing how he does that. So just an encouragement to our listeners, you know, is there something that the Lord is tapping on your shoulder that you're just kind of pushing off to the side? Is there something rumbling in your heart that he might want you to look into and pray a little more? You know, maybe you're not going to be the executive director of South Dakota Right to Life, or you're not going to write a book, but maybe there's a ministry he wants you to be involved with based on your own experience, based on the gifts you've been given. So consider that as we come to a close today. And since we are at the end of our show, we do want to toss it over to Mr. Producer Man to preview what's coming up on the next Real Presence Live. On the next Real Presence Live, Thursday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central, your host will be Father James Gross and Father Jason Leffer live from the Grand Forks studio. Joining them will be Nancy Gord and Father Slattery for a discussion on the classic book, Little Women. Then they will speak with Sarah McCone, a registered nurse with expertise in natural family planning. 
All this and more is coming to you in the next Real Presence Live, Thursday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central. Back to you. Thanks, Mr. Producer Guy. You got a great radio voice, by the way. That was phenomenal. Maybe you should be the one on this side hosting. (laughs) That was fantastic. Oh, he's done it twice already. (laughs) He's done it twice. There you go. There you go. Next Real Presence Live host. All right. Well, we do have a couple minutes, so uh, any last Uh, thoughts? Yeah, you know what? Um, Father Robert... Spitzer. No. Nope. Okay. It's St. Anna Joachim in Fargo. Okay. Um, in one of his homilies, he encouraged us to to pray, of course, to set aside some time to pray. He goes, you know, it might be just as something as pray for the pray the week by reading Sunday's gospel. And I'm going, you know, that's really kind of cool. So I incorporated that into my prayer in the morning. And I really found that when Sunday came and I had read it's like a it's like a six day lectio novena or uh, uh, divina. And it, it, because you read it slow and you pick things out and every day, right? Every day that, that, um, that I read it, there's something, a little nugget. And so I would just encourage the people to, you know, take that bit of advice and try it. I think you're going to really, really find some good fruits in it. You know, when you were talking about always be prepared to give a defense for the reason you believe, um, I, I thought about the homily from this past weekend, Father Adam Hamnes uh, at Callaway Church, Assumption Catholic Church in Callaway, Minnesota. Oh, yeah. And he talked about how well we know the story. How well do we know salvation history to where if somebody came up and asked us why we believe, where is our hope, and why is that, yep. could we actually give even an elevator speech right. about that? Well, just to find salvation. Well, we heard the same homily because we went to Sacred Heart and Frazee. Oh, nice. That's great. <laughs> it was just a really good, reflective conversation oh, yeah. to to have after the fact. And it was like, you know, maybe this would be good to dive into maybe a Jeff Caven's Bible study. Yeah. You know, he has the Salvation History Bible study. Or dive into Bible in a Year by Father Mike Schmitz. You know, even the Catechism in a Year. Mm-hmm. Learn more about the faith so that we can be not not just cemented in that truth, but be able to share that truth whenever the opportunity arises. And it may not happen all the time, and it may be a long time, but how great would it be to be able to let the Holy Spirit lead us in that conversation and have a heart touched? Indeed, and, and even to recognize the Holy Spirit is present in yeah. the little things, right? Exactly. Well, that's all for us today. Thanks so much for tuning in for Real Presence Live. Join us again on Thursday for another great show. Father James Gross, Father Jason Leffer, phenomenal priest. Don't miss it, but keep it right here for more great programming on the Real Presence Radio Network. We'll see you again. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real presence.